Hey friends, it's podcast recommendation time. This month, we're all about listening to Another Bite, hosted by John Dick, Jory Monroe, Leslie Green, and Arielle Boswell, which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, they break down episodes of everyone's favorite business television show, Shark Tank. No kidding, this sounds like the most amazing podcast because they offer their own unique thoughts, spinoff companies, critiques, and even talk with some of the folks who pitched the sharks and lived to tell the tale. I will tell you, Mina, this sounds like me just in general when I watched the show. Yeah, absolutely. We really enjoyed one of their most recent episodes where they discuss Glow Recipe and how they have built a customer-first community in the skincare industry through opening up that two-way communication channel between them and their customers, which as you know, for product-based business owners is key. Listen to Another Bite wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Nina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. There are so many times that our brains get in the way of the action that we take, right? And so it's it's crazy that we allow our brains to be such liars. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that as you get further into like entrepreneurship, you're like, is that true? Or even, you know, human experience is not even entrepreneurship. It's like your brain tells you one thing and you're like, is that true? Yeah. Or maybe you're not even doubting it and you're believing it. But ultimately, our thoughts are just thoughts. And the way we feel about them are we have the choice of how we want to feel about stuff. But the thing is, is what we do know. We do know are the action takers are the money makers. And if we continue to tell ourselves lies, that is going to force us into inaction. So if you don't know us, I'm Jacqueline and that's Mina and we are the hosts of The Product Boss and we help product-based business owners scale their businesses and think bigger and really grow a business that's going to bring them the life that they dream of. So Mina... You know, when we're talking about, I, I think first let's start off and we're doing this inside of our, our free workshops and our challenge is that we asked everybody to get out a post-it note, a piece of paper, maybe write it in notes. And we want you all to remind yourself this and write this down. Action takers are money makers. Put that wherever you need to see it because if you ever get stuck in indecision or perfectionism where it's like that perfectionism stops you from doing something next... Look at that post-it and remind yourself that those action takers are money makers and that is you, my friend. Right. This is something that we try to encourage and reinforce in all of our students because the thing is, is that we will always stop ourselves, right? And we think it has to be perfect or it has to be, you know, I have to know this or I have to be this or, you know, I don't know enough or whatever it is. When in actuality, the action is what brings the clarity. And in 
it has to be imperfect because there's there's going to be no time when you're ready, no time when it is perfect. Yeah. Um, and if anything, that that breeds inaction. Right. I mean, when have we ever done anything perfectly? Or if you do, I mean, I work with someone who is such a perfectionist. If you do, it's impossible, I think. Yeah, well, I work with someone <laughs> that's such a perfectionist. This is um, a client that I have, like a one-on-one client outside of the product class. And they are such a perfectionist that all they do is keep making things mm. and not selling things and keep making things and not selling things and tweaking it. And I'm this is like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years later. And you have to have the money, right? You have to have the ability to do that and keep something going for so long. And that inaction for me, like really is just like, oh my goodness, let's just get it out there and get feedback and tweak it after we get the feedback. But that fear of putting it out there until it's quote unquote perfect is the thing that is not making money, right? It's not driving the money. And there's a lie that she's telling herself where it's, you know, if it's not perfect, they're not going to buy or this has to be perfect in order to release out there. So we want to go over some of the the quote unquote biggest lies that you might be telling yourself that we hear from people all the time. And we kind of want to poke some holes in it. Poke Mm -hmm. some holes so that you can start to think bigger and take action, even if it's imperfect action. Right. Okay. Where should we start? Okay. So I think one of the biggest ones that we hear from people all the time is that I don't have time. Yeah. I, I mean, don't have time goes to everything. Always. <laughs> I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to cook healthy. I don't have time to, you know, walk in the mornings. Like for, you know, like we're yeah. always going to come up with something. Oh, for sure. I think, I mean, this is with everybody and everything. I don't have time or I don't have money. Two of the biggest things that we will always, it's a blanket um, belief that all of us have until we don't have them. And it's like a gift to like pull yourself out of that mindset because you become an above average person because the average person will always allow that to stop them. I don't have the time or I don't have the money, right? And then you want to do something else. Oh, but I don't have the time, but I don't have the money, right? right. And it's like that if if you can't get over that first hurdle of time and money, then it's going to be very difficult for you to succeed. How much time are you all scrolling Instagram or TikTok? That is some time. So we mm-hmm. hear this a lot well, too. Well, same. I raise his hand. <laughs> I raise his hand. I can't even get my grammar straight today because I'm thinking about that, you know? <laughs> so the, the doors to a multi-stream machine, which is our signature program, um, are opening. And I'm not sure if they're open at the time of, the, of you listening to this, but you can always head to multistreammachine.com. But here's the deal. Um, actually, when is this one like? Um, this one's airing. Okay. So the doors, if you're listening in real time, are opening um, uh, in the 15. week of Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times we're going to hear people say to us, you know, I don't have time to commit to joining a program, to getting coached, to investing in myself, investing in my learning. Or I just to work on my business. Time. Yeah. Because I have X amount of children. I have a full-time job. I care for somebody. I do all the things. But the thing is, is you get to choose where you spend your time. And if your business is important to you, if your business is something that you truly want to commit to and see grow, I know you make the time to do other things in your business. So why is investing in yourself or learning more? Because the more you learn, the more you earn. Why is that the thing you don't have time for? And it's a lot of stuff that's like mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. we believe we don't have time because truly it's, 
an excuse because we make time for other things that are important to us. Yeah, and and I, I, I want to pull back a little bit because I don't want it to feel like we're bashing anybody here or anything like that as far as like, you know, choosing to take care of others or, or whatever ends up being that you feel like you don't have the time. It is that you always have to prioritize what's important to you. So for example, we get this one life and we get to decide how we spend our time. So there's like fringe hours, even if we have you know, do we have to get up earlier? Do we have to stay up later? You know, there's moms that have, you know, multiple, like so many children compared to us and they have done the hustle in the nap time. You know, you and I did it. I don't even know how. Got up earlier. You know, I'm not even sure. I blacked that whole experience out. <laughs> We stayed up all night a lot. <laughs> yeah, stayed up all night. Um, and, you know, so whatever that looks like in your life, the time you will find the time if you're willing to, if you're willing to find the time mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. So shout out to our student in multi-stream machine, Heike, who said, I was feeling really overwhelmed, right? Before Heike joined MSM, she was feeling really overwhelmed. And then she realized like, instead of chasing my tail, she decided to, you know, invest into herself and have a roadmap. So when we feel like we don't have time. I think a lot of times, I mean, you're really good at this, is that it just feels a little out of control. We feel overwhelmed. There's this endless to-do list. We don't know what has priority on that list. And then it's just kind of like, too many things I'm going to go lay down and watch Netflix. Imagine information overwhelm. So sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have the time. I'm just going to patch this together with YouTube YouTube University or Google University or the worst. Facebook University. (laughs) Where you figure it out via Facebook, right? When in actuality, you have to be the one that places value on your time. So, you know, if, because you become paralyzed and all the information is out there and you have no idea what to spend your time on and you have no idea, you know, what to even prioritize in the time that you're giving yourself. So that's the thing that I really loved about um, what she had said about, you know, she didn't want to be chasing her tail because that's what it feels like. We're chasing our tail. We're on a hamster wheel. We're reading this. We're doing that. We're kind of just moving in motion, but not really real motion, I guess, on um, on how it could like impact our business. Yeah, and I know a lot of you are multitasking right now. You know, we know a lot of you are makers where you're shipping and you're packing and you listen to the podcast. So you're doing two things at once, right? You're, you're efficiently working on your business and you're getting input and maybe you stop and you write notes. Um, but here's what I want to tell you whenever you think time is in the way. I want you to think about the time you're spending. You've already spent, you know, you're spending, you spend half an hour, an hour with us whenever you listen to the podcast, because you know that listening to the podcast is an investment in yourself and into your business. You have a strong interest in growing your business and doing it better and thinking bigger. So when you when time starts to get in the way, I think a lot of times it's prioritizing and thinking about it. Am I lying to myself? Do I have time? Where am I spending time that's not effective? And where could I be spending time that would be more aligned with my goals. And that is spending time, you and I do this, spending time with our families, finding finding time that we spend, you know, with our children when we're not working, with our parents or people that we care for, um, taking care of ourselves, having fun and going to dinner or drinks with friends, with our spouses, 
So we that is one part where we can align our time. And then the other side is dr- creating and driving this beautiful business forward and how we grow it. And you and I are always learning. Okay, so the next, the next thing that um, a lot of people kind of tell themselves and you are all incredible people is when it goes back to time is like, I want to grow my business, but I have a full-time job, right? I want to invest in myself. I want to learn more, but I have a full-time job. And that full-time job gets in the way and it kind of goes back to time where people think, well, I have this. There's no possible way I can grow this or be successful. Yeah, it's like going on a diverge path too. So for example, it feels overwhelming to them because they don't have the time, but they don't know how to find the time. So a lot of times what we try to tell people is like, what is your exit plan? Because you're never going to leave that full-time job if you don't actually put the action in to having a plan to get out of it. So like, even if it's a year or two years or three years or whatever it is, you know, do you have a vision to have a full-time business, not a full-time job? And how are you going to get there? Because that will really determine whether or not you get there because you've actually planned for it, you know? Yeah. And so if you know about the brand Carol's Daughter, it was started by Lisa Price. Um, It was, you know, it was established back in the 1990s, but really she started Carol's Daughter as a side hustle from her kitchen table in Brooklyn, New York in the late 80s. Okay, so we're talking the late 80s when she started this as a side hustle in her kitchen while she had a full-time job, which she was working in television production like The Cosby Show, which by the way, if anyone understands TV, um, they're like 13 hours on set. So it's she really didn't have a ton of time. And now if we think back to the late 80s versus 1993, where she really started selling the products, it took her till um, 2014. So if I can do, that's 20 years later, right? That's when she launched her exclusive collection with Target, which is when a lot of us started to know more about it. And then in 2014, she was acquired by L'Oreal. So this is a 20-year in the making overnight success. So if you listen to last week's episode or the last episode that we had about um, magic and staying focused in time, you know, Carol Lisa with Carol's daughter stayed really focused. She, she knew it was a side hustle. There were harder years where it was her side hustle with her full-time business or full-time job, but she kept at it. It's not next year that you're going to get Target. It's 20 years from now, maybe you'll get Target. But she kept at it and she kept improving the product. And so I think when we say like our full-time job is is getting in the way, I think it goes back to time and what you're prioritizing. You all have it way harder than people who are full-time product bosses. We're with you. We're not saying that it's an excuse. It's just how do you prioritize your bigger goals in your life? Yeah. And maybe you add some time, like Jacqueline was saying, to your exit plan on what that looks like. It's not, you know, six months from now. But it is still six, you know, six months plus two years from now, right? Mm-hmm. So really quick, Julie Sloan, who is a multi-stream machine student, like is a perfect example because she said that when she decided to join multi-stream machine, she had a full-time corporate job and then actually got laid off. So didn't have the exit plan that she had thought about because things just happened. And she was able to kind of lean back into the course because she, even though she felt like she had time was scarce and she had a full-time job, she still invested into herself and she did bite-sized chunks. And she really grew this business where she didn't have to go back to her corporate job. She was able to become a full-time product boss without maybe it going the way she had thought. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey friends, as a product-based business owner, you're probably just starting to feel a little more rested, a lot less burnt out, and you're ready to use this slower season to work on your business. Exactly. It's the perfect time to be working on your business instead of in your business so that you can make sure you're well-prepared for your next busy season. So as a product-based business owner, it can be challenging to make sure your business and your team are aligned on a shared mission and goals for this year. But with HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and customer service experiences in sync and on one powerful platform that grows with your business and leaves your competition in the dust. Now, it helps you capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one powerful platform. Tools like a unified customer contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to ensure your business is running seamlessly which means you can spend less time managing your software and more time doing what matters most to you, connecting with your customers, designing or making products and fulfilling orders. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey friend, I'm going to interrupt this episode for a second because I have a really important question to ask you, product boss. Have you ever noticed how some people in the product space are just known for something? It's like their customers know exactly what to seek them out for because their products stand out that much because they've become known for something. So for all my 90s kids out there, think Juicy Couture tracksuits or the Nike running shoes or even Nespresso coffee machines. Meanwhile, you may feel like you're cranking out products left and right, but nothing is landing. Am I right? And we have to let you in on a little secret. Successful product bosses know that in order to truly scale their business, they have to focus on what's working. It's not about making more products and throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks, right? More is not more. More is just draining your bank account. More is just making things that are sitting on the shelves not being sold. Because what it's really about is being known for something and going all in on those products. If you're wondering how to do that, well, we're here to help. This is exactly what we've helped thousands of students do in our free Best Seller Secrets Challenge. And we'd love to invite you to join us inside of it. We're going to help you uncover your best sellers so that you can go deep instead of wide and maximize the opportunities that are already right in front of you. We want more money in your pocket. We want more profit, okay? And this is how you're gonna get it. So guess what? No more doing all the things to grow your sales, no more endlessly creating products, and no more wondering and guessing what your customers wanna buy, right? Imagine being really focused all that ease. So it's time to tap into your best revenue opportunities. It's 2023. Let's lean into what's working in your business so you can stop doing all of the things. And again, we want to invite you to join this free challenge that starts on Monday, February 13th. So head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com and you can get signed up for free. Again, head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com and we'll see you inside. Okay. So another sort of lie, my friends, that you might be telling yourself is that you make one of a kind pieces or you're an artist or you make custom products. And this, all of this stuff works for everybody else, but because of the way that you've started your business, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. This is a time and money thing again, that oftentimes we meet people and they're like, but I'm doing one of a kind things. And this is the only way it can be done. And this is the only, you know, 
what I'm the only person that can do it. So that means that we're not able to scale the time or the money. And that gets really hard, right? So for all of you that are thinking that you're the only ones that can do it, okay, you can also teach somebody to do it on an hourly way, or you can rework the process where you're doing a portion of it and they might be doing another portion of it. And as far as the, the um, you know, that you have to do it the certain way, let's say you're a one of a kind thing, then it's, okay, then where can we find some efficiencies in the process, right? Where can we buy back the time for you to do this more efficiently? So it's not exactly, and it could be exactly, but it's just really auditing what you're already doing and seeing where we could potentially rework this this lie in your head, right? That you have that you're one of a kind and you're stuck in this bucket and that's the only place that you can be. Right. A lot of the lies you tell yourself is like, my customers only want the product that's made with my two hands, right? My customers only want this to be handmade. They only want to buy custom products. They like only this, only that. Based on the information that you have so far, but you didn't have all, like, you don't know what the future holds. You don't know how you can adjust it. There's this great quote. I don't know whose it is, but it says, create like an artist, solve like an engineer, and act like an entrepreneur. We're asking you here to get out of your own way and start to act and think like an entrepreneur, but solve like an engineer, solve like a great problem solver, which you did at the very beginning. And let's start to expand the way you're thinking so you can stay an artist. You can still create and make and serve your customers in the beautiful ways that you have as one of a kind, an artist with your custom products. But there is proof, there are proof, we've shared the stories here on the podcast of business owners that have done this, that have grown these beautiful businesses, that still have the values that they started with, handmade, one of a kind, custom, but they're able to start making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month and they're just going up from there. Yeah, because they got out of their own way, right? And I know that as we're going through these, because you might be cringing or you might feel like, ooh, that is me. And that is the normal response because you start to challenge the way that you think, the way that you've always thought. So don't feel bad in that at all and feel good about it, that you are willing to challenge the way that you think and try something a bit different because that's what made you an entrepreneur in the first place was that creative bone in your body to think about things differently than other people might typically think about it. Mm -hmm. And so a great example of a custom product, an artist product is Pet Paintings by Nicole. And Nicole is an artist and they started creating custom custom pet portraits um, on vans, on jackets, on canvases of people's pets, right? So that part in particular is still custom, is still artistry. But working through multi-stream machine and working with us, um, you know, being able to ask us questions and all the things, um, because Nicole also went on to work in the mastermind with us, um, they started making $9,000 a month on custom products, which was three times their sales in 2020. So this is proof that it can be done. And Nicole was able to hire other artists that they taught how to do certain aspects of the customization part they hired someone to do the custom writing of the names. They hired someone that could, you know, fill in the lines. They didn't have to do it all. And so I want you to think about that as well as you're moving forward. Okay. 
Lies on lies on lies. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, let's keep going. Um, You know, another one might be, I've been in business for years, right? I've been in business for years and I can't change or I don't know how to change or, you know, this new way of thinking is not a way that's going to work for me. And there's another quote that is, you were the greatest project you'll ever work on. Yeah. You've come this far. You were doing lots of things right. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, does it require the ability to change? Yes, it does. I like this example that James Clear, if any of you have read Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits that he gives. And he said, you know, in nature, when you're thinking about somebody who's like, when you're thinking about something that's really rigid, let's say in nature, it becomes brittle and it breaks, right? And because you cannot be too rigid. Think about because, a dead tree versus a um, a live well tree. Yeah. Right? Like so, if it's a dead dying tree, the branches are just going to break in half. Right. Because it's too rigid. You're only doing things one way that it's not even willing to bend to the wind, right? But if it is a um, pliable um branch, let's say, versus a rigid branch, that rigid branch turns brittle and it breaks, the pliable one actually moves with the wind. It moves with nature. It moves with the changes that are coming, the landscape that changes, and it's able to bend with the wind and bend with the changes. And I think that that's, you know, a good lesson from nature is that if you stay too rigid, you will only become brittle and break. And as entrepreneurs and nature the wild out there. We all know it's, you know, the wild, wild west a lot of times. If you become too rigid and you're not willing to bend, it will be really hard for you not to break. But if you're willing to go with nature or whatever it is, the changes that come upon you and you become more agile and more flexible, then you will not only be able to stand up tall, but you'll be able to not break by being too rigid. Be a palm tree in the storm. Yeah, be a palm tree in the storm. I watched, I saw palm tree yesterday. I'm in Los Angeles and, you know, we've been having storms and wind and this one palm tree, I swear, was bending full on like into an L. And I was, to my kids, I was like, look at that palm tree bend. And my kids were like, it's going to break. And I was like, it is meant to do that. Palm trees are mm-hmm. long and flexible and we see them in Florida and all the places that have hurricanes. And I know those of you out there that went through bad hurricanes were like, I have palm trees down in my yard. But like... <laughs> But the idea of the palm tree is that it can withstand the storm because it's flexible and it can shift and change and move. And that's the idea. Like whatever visual you need to have to hold on to, hold on to that, especially if you've been in business for any amount of time. It's that flexibility and it's, it's that movement with the times. You are obviously successful if you've had business for this long. But, you know, Mina and I, you know, we've had this business for going on six years now. We've both been in business since 2006, And we'd had some coconuts dropped on our heads. Your palm trees have coconuts. Number one way to die, I think, in Hawaii is coconuts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. More people oh, wow. die from coconuts than a lot of other things. So, oh, wow. not to bring Debbie Downer over here, but... <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Not so um, fun fact. Fatal fact. I when I was in Hawaii, they're like, yeah, we don't park under uh they don't park under the trees, like the coconut trees, because the coconuts will like bash their their cars. So things you wouldn't know unless you uh, live in beautiful Actually, that's good places. to know. This is another lesson that I'm taking from this is knowledge is power and survival 
is knowledge and survival. So for example, if I'm going to Hawaii and I want to be, you know, surviving as a business owner or even as a human, don't park under the coconut tree. That comes from years of experience of people living on the island, you know? Told by me. Who knows? (laughs) Send me a message if I'm wrong. I feel like Um, shark attacks would be number one. No. no. I was at an aquarium. Knowledge is power. Only 10 people a year die of shark attacks, and more of them die from this one crazy fish that I saw at this aquarium. So, Mm. right? Maybe it's that blowfish. Anyways, we're getting off track here. (laughs) What did you learn today? Well, I learned about coconuts. So let's stay flexible. And then the last lie that we're kind of, we tell ourselves, and this is my level of expertise, which is actually going back really fast. The thought that I was going to before I got distracted by coconuts is you and I have been in business since Mm. 2006-ish. We worked before that, but we've had our own businesses. And when you and I met, I, when I met you, like even six years ago, I was like, oh, Amazon is the new way. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like a new way of doing business and subscription boxes were a new way of doing business and flash sale sites. Well, only in a short amount of time has it shifted that it's no longer the new way. It is the way. Yeah. And if anything, if the pandemic did anything, it put us way into the future as far as tech um, adaptation. Even even grandmas are shopping on Amazon. <laughs> even grandmas. My grandma's a great right. grandma and she's shopping on Amazon. Yeah, right? So that, that tech curve that yeah. normally would take longer is now at the average consumer. We basically jumped the gap. People born in the 1930s mm-hmm. are shopping on Amazon and they. my grandma didn't have to, used to have a bathroom in the house. So there you go. Yeah, you know. Um, so... Then we get to the newbies. We get to people who are just starting. And like I said, that's my expertise. I've helped launch over a thousand new startup brands over the last, you know, 15, 16 years. Um, are people who think it's too early. Like it's too early to invest in myself. My business hasn't made any money yet. Um, I, you know, I, it's just, I, I'm just starting. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of sitting on the sidelines. Maybe you're here listening on the podcast. Maybe you signed up for the challenge. But that idea of investing in yourself or your business is bonkers crazy to you because your business hasn't made money yet. Yeah. Yeah. Another limiting belief, you know, I have to be like a seasoned, experienced um, business owner to invest in myself when I've made that money. When or in my actuality, have had to make money to yeah. go and invest into it. Right, right. But guess what you've already invested in? Literally all the product stuff that you've bought. And all all the time. Time, (laughs) all of the supplies, all of, you know, whether you're getting raw goods, whether you're working with a manufacturer, packaging, you're getting logos made, websites, you are already investing. Whether you're going to Hobby Lobby and getting your goods from there or Michael's and you're putting together, you know, because usually we start that way, right? It's like, oh, we're starting to get our raw goods um, from you know, our local, our local Hobby Lobby. And that's where we start or the yarn that we're knitting from and everything like that. And then you realize, wow, I've actually spent a ton of time and money. Go look at your bills and give yourself an hourly rate and you will see how much you've invested before you ever made a single dollar. (laughs) Yeah. And, or you're working with a manufacturer overseas. Like it could be as far as from Hobby Lobby Mm -hmm. to sourcing and finding someone in China that's manufacturing. There's still a startup cost and investment. Now, Part of the reason, if we go back to the days that when me and I first met and me being an expert in traditional manufacturing, traditional, when we called it traditional, you know, direct-to-consumer, um, 
B2B sales and truly the manufacturing side, you know, it was like, this was the old school way. Well, there's so many ways of doing business now, but here's the fact of the matter of me working with over a thousand startup brands. If you don't know, you can spend all the money you want on the front end. Everyone gets so excited about development and design and the the ideation of it. But if you, my next question to people, when they tell me what they want to do, I say, well, where are you going to sell it? How are you going to sell it? And mm-hmm. that's a like no answer, deer in headlights type thing because they're like, well, I'm just going to sell online. Okay, well, I get that it's easy to build a website, but how are people going to find you? How are people going to know to search you out? Whatever any of you have invented or created, there's someone else doing it. Now, if it's an invention, does a customer even know to look for that invention, right? Because you may have come mm-hmm. up with the coolest thing in the entire world. But if people don't know that this invention exists or they need it, they're also not looking for it. Right. So wouldn't it be better when you're starting to have a path, to have a roadmap, to say, okay, I understand how to price this product. I understand, okay, if I want to start to build a list of potential customers, a warm audience to sell to, what do I need to do? How do I build that up? Where should I sell? What's the easiest way to sell? Instead of you just spending all the money up front on time and effort and trying to create a product, but then it's and like figuring radio it silence. out yourself. Yeah. That's my startup spiel. Okay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So if you're telling yourself any of these lies, I hope that we've cracked it wide open for you to for you to think in a different way. And I, I know that it might have come off as, you know, uncomfortable in this episode. But the thing is, is that you have it in you to think differently. As I said before, you have it in you to do things differently than other people have. You have that creative bone, that entrepreneurial ability. So one of the things that we can really help you up-level in our challenges, in our workshops, in our courses, in our lives, (laughs) all the things, is your mindset. Because that is the number one thing that is going to stop you. So um, come with us in, in this journey of making you make more money because we would love that for you. And we start uh, with your with the beliefs that you have. Right. So remember, if you need to write this down, action takers are money makers. And our action task for you is to just take that first next step, right? It's just the first step forward in whatever that looks like for you. Some of you took that first next step by signing up and joining us inside of the challenge. If you haven't done that yet, it's at theproductboss.com slash best, totally free. Now there's an option to upgrade to VIP where you get to talk to Mina and I. We have um, uh, Q&A sessions where you're able to ask questions and there's templates and there's an amazing VIP experience. If that's your next step, and you've done the challenge with us in years past, or you're new here, but you're like, you know what? I'm actually going to make this investment into myself. And when you invest in yourself, when there's money in the game, when there's skin in the game, you're more likely to show up. So that yeah. is another reason that investing, because you're you are putting money on the table, and then and then if you value that money, you're going to commit to the thing you committed to. Right. So when you're thinking about all this, all we want you to do is take that first next step. And if something hasn't been working for you, what action are you going to take that's going to be different than everything you've been doing up until this point? And we're here for it. So we're here to support you in thinking bigger. And we're so excited to see what happens next. And if you found the show, however you found it through listening to podcasts, maybe you saw us on Instagram, would you mind sharing this with one other person? Put out that good karma, that good entrepreneur karma and share the podcast with somebody else because it will also help them as they decide to grow their business. And alert, alert, news alert. (laughs) 
News alert. <laughs> News alert. Don't be, don't be um, scared. But um, this alert is a good one. I guess it just goes to show you how technology does change. But on the podcast, now for Apple Podcasts, it, instead of subscribing, you now follow us. So make sure that you all follow us. It's that little plus button. They changed the wording to, I think, to be more like Spotify, maybe. Who knows? Um, but the main channel that most people listen to us is on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you're... Subs- uh, oh, let me back up. Get, get with the times. Got to change my vocab. Make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts with that plus button because then you will make sure you don't miss any any episode um, or any alert that you get from Apple Podcasts about us. Yeah, follow us on Spotify. Hey, follow us everywhere. So whenever you turn yeah. on any device, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, thanks again. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. 